This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Hey, Denver, it's Paul. I'm dropping in early to let you know about a cool event we're doing next Thursday, July 20th, with our friends at the Colfax Avenue Business Improvement District. We're going to do a live recording of the show and induct a first class of members to what we're calling the Colfax Hall of Fame. If you want to be there for all the fun, RSVP to the link in the show notes. And if you've got an idea for an iconic Colfax person, place, or thing you think should be in the Colfax Hall of Fame, we want to hear about it. Text or leave us a voicemail with your nomination on the Colfax hotline. That number is 720-500-5418. See you next week on Colfax. Today on CityCast Denver, hikes, they can be fun or they can be interminable. And somehow, they can be both at the same time. But we're here to help with hard-won recommendations for the best trails around. Whether you want something easy, a sense of adventure, or just a great prize at the end to make it all worthwhile. Today's Thursday, July 13th. I'm Paul Caroli, and for Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Hey, hello, we're on. I'm here with our newsletter editor, Peyton Garcia. Oh, hi. And our producer, Olivia Jewell-Love. Hey, how's it going, you guys? And we're talking about one of Colorado's favorite pastimes, hiking, at least until the last two miles when it becomes hell on earth (laughs) and all you can think about is that pain in your knee and why you didn't pack another bottle of water. Yeah. Or maybe that's just me. (laughs) Is that just me? Is Um, that you too? I try not to hike more than two miles, so probably not me. No, definitely (laughs) you're reaching the end and you're like, this was a... stupid idea why did i do this the water thing i can't relate to but my husband can we once went um hiking in utah and we argued at the car for 15 minutes before we started the hike because he insisted we only needed one nalgene and i said that's stupid we definitely need (laughs) more than that and he's like i know what i'm talking about we only need one well guess what we ran out of water like less than halfway through our hike and the only snack i brought was chex mix so i was so Mm. thirsty very dry. Wow. By the time we got to the car. Divorce court. So I, I just want to take y'all's temperature a little bit more on hiking here before we get into our recommendations. Just so people know where we're coming from. The recommendations will be more meaningful. But I wanted to ask you two about this recent study from the Colorado 14ers Initiative. Um, it says that, you know how people were like really hiking 14ers a ton during the pandemic? It was like this huge phenomenon. Apparently the numbers that they've tracked in 2022 were lower even than 2019. So even Mm pre-pandemic levels of 14er bagging Mm -hmm. are lower. It's going down. What do you all, what do you make of that? It's a, I guess a social media maybe like thing I've seen where people are like, here's a hack, do a 13er instead of a 14er, less crowds, less tryhards, same good view. 
Um, I don't have a take on that because I've never done either. <laughs> I think that, okay, so I have a couple thoughts. I think that the reason the numbers for 14ers have gone down is because they went so high during the pandemic, right? So, you know, an average amount of people were doing 14ers and then during the pandemic that skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. So then the people who want it, like then people stopped because they were like, it's so crowded. You think there's a bounce back? Yeah, I think it's almost like an overcompensation, right? So like people just are like, I'm not doing 14ers anymore. They suck now because they're crowded. So what's the point? So, <laughs> I mean, I think I think that it'll it'll pick back up for sure. But I, I think it's almost like an overcompensation for the amount of people who were doing it during the pandemic. And then as far as 13ers go, that was that's something that like my husband has always said since... I mean, before that was even on social media, he was like, I don't get why people do 14ers. Just do a 13er. Like, you're getting just as good of views, and there's never anybody on a 13er. Okay, but now we've revealed it. Now we've revealed it. So now we're going to have to start doing 12ers. 12ers. Everybody's going to be on the 13ers now that we've revealed the hacks. That's true. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some recommendations here. This is, you know, I'm eager to hear what you all um, have came up with here. We, we broke this down into categories. We each brought uh, a pick for a best easy hike and then two more categories that are going to remain a secret. Um, so best easy hike. So something leisurely, uh, maybe like a picnic hike. I'm stalling for time to see if one of you wants to go first. Oh, well, I'll go first. Um, so I think I've prefaced this enough by saying I'm not I'm not the um, super trek pole, like adventurous, like super good hiker i mm -hmm. i'm here for the beer at the end i'm here for the lunch at the end i'm here for the snacks along the way i'm here for the pictures of little critters along the way so that's where i stand on hiking um i have been known to complain <laughs> when i'm not there yet um i like to be at the top so this this easy hike is in one of my favorite places on earth evergreen um, which is just about 40 minutes from Denver. But if you've ever been to Elk Meadow, the open space park, they have a bunch of trails out there that are pretty pretty flat, not a lot of crazy terrain. Um, and so I was looking at the South Loop Trail for, for this easy hike for us. So the reason I like this hike is because, um, for one, amazing leaf peeping um, during the fall, which... I nice. love the aspens. That is my favorite thing about moving here. And two, you can see the resident elk herd, hence like Elk Meadow Park. Um, so oh, yeah, of course. when you're walking through this, if you're lucky, um, you can see a bajillion elk and it's really cool. Easy hike right by downtown Evergreen. So if you're like me and you want to go get your beer and lunch afterwards, you got a lot of options. Bam. They say it's about 2.6 miles, but I mean, it's one of those things that you can, you know, you don't have to do the whole thing. You can just kind of walk around. So a complaint-free hike, so. courtesy of Olivia. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. How about you, Peyton? Yeah. So my easy hike, my leisurely hike is Enchanted Mesa in Boulder. Hmm. So you're only driving a half hour away. And it's right behind Chautauqua Park. So to get to it, you have to go like behind the Chautauqua Amphitheater. Um, and 
the reason this is such a great hike is it's way less car. Everyone's at Chautauqua. Everyone's doing the flat irons. Those trails are packed. Oh, yeah. I've been part of those crowds. Yeah. But this one is one that people don't ever go to because it's like tucked away behind Chautauqua. And so um, it's way, way, way less crowded. It's a two mile loop. Uh, I love a I love a good loop better than a hike in hike out situation yes. or like you know back in back out love a loop need a loop yeah so it's like only a two mile loop and it's only like a 400 foot elevation gain so like there's still some you don't just feel like you're walking on you know you're just like taking a walk on flat ground there's there's a little bit of an incline but it's like super gradual it's re- it's shaded it's pretty the the path is clear uh and you still get really great views um Get a little bit of that boulder skyline. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a nice option that's not far, that's not overly crowded, kind of a little bit of a secret. It's free. Um, it's just a really fun, leisurely little stroll. It's the hike I do when I'm going. I don't want to work super hard, but I still want to get out and maybe get my heart rate up a little bit. It's really nice for that. Uh, shall I go? Yes, yes please. please. All right. So my pick was I, I was thinking about my parents who are visiting. This uh, weekend, the last time they came, I wanted to take them on a hike, but I didn't want it to be too high in elevation because yeah. I knew they were already coming from the lowlands. So I looked for something and I found the Fountain Valley Loop Trail at Roxboro State Park. Oh. Have either of you been to Roxboro no. State Park? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think so. It sounds really familiar. I think it's close to your old stomping grounds, yeah. Olivia. Down, it's like just south of uh, southwest. It's still in the foothills, yeah. Um, and it's south of uh, Morrison. Okay, so yeah. you still get those beautiful red rock formations right, of red right. rocks. But this is a this is a, a series of trails and loops that are very very gentle as well, and the trails are really nice and wide. So you're not even walking one one you know one behind the other. You're, you can walk maybe two or three abreast. Yeah. And have a comfortable time um, with a group having a single conversation. It's like not the kind of hike where you're going to be out of breath good. ever need if that. you know need you're that. a regular hiker. Um, that's such a good thing to consider. And again, that's part of why I like Enchanted Mesa is yeah, it's a really wide walking path because that's like a big difference, right? When you're doing like a really steep climb Huge. and you're just behind your person the whole time and you guys are panting and you can't talk versus like, hey, <laughs> I want to take my parents on a stroll where I'm not going to like totally, you know, yeah. yeah. Give them a little taste of what it is, but without yeah. overwhelming it. <laughs> That's great. My favorite part of the Fountain Valley Loop Trail, I have to say before we move on, there is a rock formation that looks exactly like George Washington's face. <laughs> profile or straight on? Uh, profile. Profile. And you have to tip your head, but it's like if he was lying down on a bed and he was like looking up at the ceiling, wow. thinking about whatever he would think about. It's exact. You should Google it. It's, it's like crazy. The Colorado... Um, why can't I think of the Mount like, Rushmore? rocks of the white guys? Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Mount- mm-hmm. Okay, Mount listeners, Rushmore. go big, big white guys. Go find scary. the George Washington profile face and then um, take a picture take a and pic. send it to me and I'll put it in the newsletter. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with uh, another batch of recommendations. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is, like, surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. 
Then there's the Western Slope, Paonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. All right, and we're back. Um, And before we get into this next category, I just want to thank you two again for giving up your secrets you know <laughs> crowds are so often the thing about hiking trails that's a bummer and uh here we are okay well i feel like i'm on the other end of the spectrum i'm like there's got to be people there because you know if i see a moose if i see an elk you know coming soon olivia's list of scary colorado animals <laughs> okay. um if i run into any of those there better be someone there to like help me so you want to a small crowd. I don't care. I need people there. I am not going to be alone out there. No thanks. I have to say there was one hike I was going to include in this roundup that my husband literally forbade me. He's like, if you go public with that information, really? you're going to ruin something really wow. special. Gatekeeping. I know. But <laughs> I will say it didn't really fit into any of our categories anyway. So let's get into this category here. This is uh, I think this is a fun one. So this is like. This is the category that's about that, you know, that great view that you're going to hike out to or that historical marker that's so significant you want to learn about. Or maybe just that great restaurant. You know, this is <laughs> this is the hike with the best prize at the end. I can I can start this one. Yes, this is like a really basic hike that probably everyone already knows, but I love this hike. I always take people on this hike when they come to visit and they're like, I want to hike in Colorado. I'm like, yes. This is another one in Evergreen. Sorry, people in Evergreen. I know you hate people like me coming up and, you know, busying up your downtown, but, you know, just stop making it so cool. Um, so this is the um, the Brothers Lookout hike at Three Sisters Park. It's like, what is it? Alderfer Three Sisters Park. I'm probably butchering that, but this hike is dope. It's on the Three Sisters loop. It's a loop, which we love. <laughs> Two miles. Um, a lot of people. And you just, the end is like, you have to like kind of scramble up the, well, you don't have to, but I always do. You scramble up these little rocks and then there's just like a big lookout over evergreen, I guess. Just like you you feel like you're kind of on top of a mountain, but let's see what the gain is. Yeah. 429 feet. You don't go up that high. And you get that killer view. It's awesome. You get up there, you take your next facebook profile picture up there you look so cool but it took you like 20 minutes to get Mm. up there you've still got you're not like disgusting and sweaty you look cool for your pick and then you go back down and you go eat lunch at willow creek restaurant and have a fantastic day i like that i feel like that so the prize is an insta worthy pick yes that's cool so that's why that's why i like it and that's that's one i've always take people on and they're always like this is so awesome and i'm like yeah it is, honestly. Love it. So that is my prize at the end. Brothers Lookout in the Three Sisters Loop in Alderfer Three Sisters Park. I like that. Great pick. Peyton? Um, mine is is somewhat similar. Um, well, maybe not really. But <laughs> it's in Fort <laughs> Collins, so only an hour drive away. Hike to the A. Paul, have you ever done the hike to the A? Never heard the hike to the A. Okay, so... 
Yeah, I'm a CSU Ram alum. And so the A, so when you've gone to Fort Collins, Paul, have you ever looked up towards Horsetooth and seen the giant white A? Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for people who don't know, the reason the A is there is because the Rams used to be the Aggies because of their school, their agricultural stuff. So there's a giant white A painted and that was like painted. I mean, the, the lore goes that it was like painted there back in like the 1860s or something. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Um, but anyways, every year the freshman class, the incoming freshman class goes and um, repaints the A so it stays visible all year round. Cool. So anyways, you can hike up to the A, which is a pretty easy hike. It's about four miles out and back, um, but not super hard. And the prize at the end is when you hike to the top, you're then at the top of Horsetooth Reservoir. So you've done this hike. There is there's not really any shade on the hike. It's very hot. So I will warn if you're if it's 95 degrees, this might not be the hike you want because there's <laughs> no shade. But you get to jump into the reservoir at the end. <gasps> And you get to cool oh. off and swim around in Horsetooth Reservoir. Oh, and then when you're done with that, just head back into town, go to Odell, get a beer, go to the mayor, get lunch. So it's fun. You get to kind of participate in, in something that uh, goes back into CSU, you know, history. And the prize that is Fort Collins. Exactly. Of the magical city. It's so fun there. Willie says if you really want to challenge yourself, Your um, bike mm-hmm. from, yes, bike from Old Town up to the trailhead, hike, jump into the reservoir, hike back down, and then bike back to Old Town. Oh, hmm. well, maybe <laughs> okay, not. A plus mm-hmm. up. Maybe Optional. not, but I love the idea of jumping in a body of water mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. As I've said before, I love a body of water. So You really feel like you earned your splashing around. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I ever need to earn it, frankly, but I, that would be a really good incentive for me. Okay, Paul, what about you? So my pick was... Uh, no water at all. Sorry, Olivia. <sighs> no water. Also, no shade on this one. Great. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite hikes I've ever done in my entire life wow. because the prize is that good. Um, it's also a long drive. So doing well, it in a day is maybe a little iffy. I would recommend, you know, staying a night in Rocky Ford beforehand. But then the hike, Picket Wire Canyon Trail. It's amazing. You hike down. It's maybe like 15 miles. There's one minor prize, like six miles out. That's this old Dolores mission and cemetery, which was built by um, Mexican people who came up from Northern New Mexico to settle the Valley down there. It's a very well-preserved cemetery and just like a fascinating historic site. But the real prize, 12 miles out, the longest stretch of dinosaur tracks in North America. Whoa. That is worth it. And I guess the scientists are like not interested in this place why? anymore they did it all the science that they could i don't know why but it's just there there's no fences it's not built up there's a bathroom which is nice um, but other than that it's just these like tracks you can walk around you can put your hand in there you can see how your foot compares to the dinosaur's foot so this might be a noob question but so these tracks are they like do you like cast over them or like mold them? or how do, how are they preserved i have no idea I have. I mean, they're in rock. Okay, so they're in rock. They're like fossilized. Uh, yeah, I think so. In a I, way, I don't know. Okay. This is officially yeah. out of my depth. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and so, is this pretty well? Like, is it? Does it get pretty crowded? I mean, I feel like this is really cool. When I was there, not a soul on the whole trail. Wow, I have to do this. Oh, and you said it's a far drive. How far? How far away is that? 
three, three and a half hours from Denver. Okay. So, I mean, it's worth like, it's worth like doing a weekend. I think so. If you, yeah, might as well make, that sounds really cool. That's a good prize, Paul. Oh yeah. Is it a challenging hike? No, it's pretty flat. You hug the side of the valley and there's this river there. It's very, very small. It's more of a trickle, but that's super super flat, except for the beginning. You hike down into the valley and at the end, you hike back up. Nothing that a weed gummy can't fix. Yeah. That's my trick. If you're <laughs> for a steep incline, have a little weed gummy. Oh, man. It's amazing. Peyton, that is you a good up. hack. That might make Thank me complain you. a lot less. I, I might be more pleasant on hikes after knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Paul. I like that. Let's get to our last category. This is the big one. Um, so if you're going out and you really want that feeling of adventure, of testing your mettle against the wilderness, <sighs> these are the best adventure hikes. Olivia, I think you've gone first every time. Let's do it. Yeah. Again. So <laughs> as I've established, you know, a high high intensity hiking is not my forte. So this is this is my adventure hike. Um I'm going to take you to the Silverdale Trailhead in Clear Creek County. Um this is over by Guanala Pass, which if you haven't been there for a leaf peeping season, go, but go during the week or else you're just going to be in a gigantic traffic jam um, because that's what happens. But so this trailhead has a bunch of trails coming out from it. And another great place to see the leaves. um, Beautiful. And then um, it's a, it's a really cool just little area. There's a lot of mining history, you know, it's in Georgetown, which is known for its silver boom. And, um, so they've got a lot of um, like old old little like shacks and stuff on these on these trails, and you can kind of choose your own adventure. Like you can walk over the Clear Creek and on a little bridge, and take any of these trails and just go kind of as far as you want. And they, if I remember correctly, they have some signs that kind of tell you about the history along the way. So I mean. The one I did, I think I went on the the Sporting Times Trail and the the Rutherford Trail. And I remember going like up a big incline. We also took my partner's Frenchie with us, (laughs) (laughs) who is not um, necessarily a sporting breed. So we did not go very far because she (laughs) didn't last very long. But I really like this trail for, like I said, the just cool things the leaves i saw a lot of cool little like wild mushrooms which was something i was interested in um little natural creeks along it so that would be my adventure just kind of chill and just learning some history along the way i think that's a great adventure because you're kind of you know you're adventuring back in time to colorado history (laughs) that's kind of what georgetown's all about you know friend of the show friend of the show georgetown georgetown the the interactive component, you know, just like that there's a lot of things that you can go check yeah. out and do and touch. And I think that's that's definitely adventure. Oh, yeah. I think it's a fun one. I think it's a fun one. Peyton, you're up. Um, so my best adventure hike is Sky Pond in Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, it's nine miles out or like in and out. Uh, it's a almost 2000 foot elevation gain. So you're you're working for it. You get up high. Yeah. Um, but it's it's obviously a beautiful hike and you pass through you pass a lot of waterfalls. Um, so always, always fun. 
to stop and see waterfalls. But the best part is, so like partway through, you get to this lake called the Lake of Glass. And to get up to that lake, you have to scramble up a wa- the side of a waterfall. And Whoa. so when I did it, there was water coming down. It's not like c- crazy cascading, you know, yeah. but it is a waterfall and you do have to climb up it and you have to like cross, you know, get into the water. Um, it's about a hundred, a 100 foot scramble. Um, and it's not, not hard. It's, it's, you know, like when we got there, we saw some like young kids and we saw some older people who were choosing not to do the scramble because it's it's difficult enough that you need to be sure-footed. Um, so anyways, but it is fun if you get up and it's just cool. Like I've got some cool photos of me climbing up the rocks in the waterfall. And then at the very top of the waterfall, you see um, the lake of glass, which is really beautiful. But then you keep hiking because that's not even Sky Pond. So you keep hiking and then you get to Sky Pond, which is at um, 11,000 feet in elevation. So you're way up there. Um, but once you're up there, it's, you know, it's quiet. It's beautiful. It's a very, very Colorado hiking experience. It is hard. Um, you have to remember to check the weather because uh, you don't want to be scrambling up a waterfall if a thunderstorm is on its way. On this trail particularly, I saw a ton of elk, which is a huge thing for me. But on a hike like that, you're high enough in that, you know, there are less people and there's less um, interference like with nature. So you do get to kind of see those really cool things. Uh, it's just a very Colorado hike. So if you're up for a challenge, this this is a really fun one. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that does sound like a great one. Sometimes that's the experience I want, just the going up. Yeah. You know, not every hike is going up, but if you can go up a mountain and then end at that great vista, I mean, that's sometimes that's like, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's an adventure for sure. Well, Paul, do you want to close us out? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Um, I'm going to divulge the name of a hike um, that will make my friend Andy mad. <laughs> uh, he's the one who turned me onto this place. We went two years ago. Fancy Pass and Missouri Lakes Loop. It's 8.5 miles. It's down near Leadville. Um, it's pretty high. But the the best part is you're following this river up onto the side of this mountain. You're going to get to a lake, but then... What you're there for is the ridge line, fancy pass itself, the mountain pass. And what makes this an adventure to me is crossing over a pass like that and then seeing a valley unfurl mm. below you. It really gives you that sense of like how small you are compared to this giant mountain range. Like it's not just the one mountain you're on. It's this whole range of mountains. That was so poetic. And that feeling like that just sort of sticks in you. So you're down in this pass. You hike a little bit down into this other valley, but then you hike back around a different pass. So it's a loop. Love a loop. Love a loop. It's still snowy. I checked the conditions on this place recently. It's still snowy up there. So definitely bring micro spikes and poles. But I would probably wait uh, a few weeks until later in the season if I was going to do it again. How fun. It's a good one. I want to do all of these hikes that you guys brought. You guys just filled up my summer. That's so fun. I know. Me too. I needed some new hikes. Well, Peyton, Olivia, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. See you out there. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Some really bummer news. Remember that police officer who was run over by a fire truck in the middle of the Nuggets championship parade last month? The Denver Post reports that Police Sergeant Justin Dodge had to have his leg amputated due to the injury. Police Chief Ron Thomas explained that Dodge was only in the way of the truck because he was trying to protect parade goers along the street. 
While he's recovering, the Denver Police Foundation is collecting donations to support Dodge's family. I'll put that link in the show notes if you're interested. And here's an update to a story we brought you earlier this week. Yesterday on the show, Westward editor Patty Calhoun called for incoming Mayor Mike Johnston to do something about that big empty lot at Colfax and Broadway. Big shout out to past guest Nate Miner from CPR for listening and texting me a link to his reporting from 2019 on the last time the city tried to do something about that lot. Apparently RTD owns it, and an organization called the National Medal of Honor Museum wanted to sublease it to build a park, but the RTD board voted it down, even with the city throwing in some money to cover costs. So Patty's call for action stands. Can someone do something about that dang empty lot? I'll drop Nate's article in the show notes if you want to read it and learn more. And finally, Taylor Swift mania continues ahead of her two sold-out shows at Empower Field this weekend. Here's a comment we got from a listener. Hi, CityCast. My name is Mara. Um, I live in Sunnyside. And if Taylor Swift and John Mayer went out to eat, first of all, that'd be crazy. But second of all, um, they would go to Potager. And maybe because it's my favorite restaurant, but mostly because I think the vibe would just fit really well. And a good Taylor Swift album to start with, Brie, I would say to kind of get the full experience, maybe do Red and Speak Now. Those are those are good compliments to get Taylor's vibe. Thanks so much for the show. Bye. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the RTD board about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. I was talking to Willie about our hot dog eating adventures yesterday and I just was like dude I just don't get it like the the Chicago style dogs that we had yesterday were gross as hell and I just don't get it the full pickle spear the neon green relish the like intact casing like on a very subpar hot dog like here it's all about the dog there it's all about the condiments and then they're like very odd stance on ketchup which I don't care because I don't like ketchup anyway but I just, I couldn't, I, I just don't get it. it. They were bad. They're, they're dumb hot dogs.